fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Thirty something movie podcast. It is episode number 298. Another 48 hours. Uh, very, very quickly. We spoil the movies that we talk about. We spoil freely here. So just be warned. We're just going to talk and talk freely. And, and uh, we're, all, we're all good here now. How are you? Um, iTunes reviews. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a six-star review if you want to. Um, what you can do is you go to iTunes, you pick the five stars, and then you take a Sharpie and you draw a six-star on your computer screen. Um, mm-hmm. Do not do that. The 30-something movie podcast does not condone um, drugs or what was that? Repo Man? The, the brothers, was it the brothers Hernandez? I forget what their last name was. Do not, yeah. condone, do not condone drugs. Um, so there's that too. We actually don't condone drawing with Sharpie on your computer or device screen. So please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, visit our, if you choose to do that, then we are the um, friendly fire podcast, I guess. Um, visit our website, 30podcast.com. I actually don't want to get those guys in trouble either. So uh, yeah. 30podcast.com. It's got all the different ways that you can reach out and get a hold of our podcast, whether you want to call us on our voicemail line, listen to more of the episodes. Um, just kind of find out more about what's going on. Or if you want to just go back and we have, oh, approximately, what do we got? Five, almost five years worth of stuff at this point. So, um, there's a lot of movies that you can go back and listen to. No, uh, we are nearing our 300th episode. So our 300th episode is going to be, uh, you may, at this point, you may have seen some stuff out on social media. If you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, uh, we are doing a most quotable or referenced movies. And uh, we've got a bunch of different categories out there. If you want to be a part of this, feel free. Uh, you can send those in to us. Either do it through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of those spots. If you want to call the voicemail line, we'll actually play the recording on the air uh, and respond to it. And, um, yeah, so we'll go from there. But, yeah, if you've got anything, if you want to share any of your responses to that, then we would love to hear from you. So I'm sure you'll, you'll see more of that either on our website or on the different social media spots. So I have with me tonight, I've got uh, Bo is here. Bo, how are you doing? I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, Patrick? Doing good, guys. Good to see you. I think, uh, Patrick, you and I have gotten, and Dennis is here. He's kind of listening. He's like the man behind the curtain I'm, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm here officially now for the start. And then you're I'm here, will, for, here for the yeah. start, and then you're going to yeah. you know, chime in once in a while. Chime in every now and then. Okay. Um, Bo is kind of the odd man out, which I know he kind of is sometimes anyway, but we still love him. Um, he is the only one that does not have the big Lebowski background on the uh, Zoom call here. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's probably feeling a little bit left out. Uh, what I expect to see Bo next time is that you will have photoshopped all of the big Lebowski characters onto the bridge of the Enterprise. I was going to say, yeah, it's. Oh, no, we're there we go. 
Uh, and then I want them to get into an argument. One of them will be like, you know, the Enterprise A is the best model. Enterprise D is the best model. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, like your opinion, man. And then you want, I want to, I want to have Pat sitting back at like the, uh, I want, I, I want Pat back at like the science officer station being like, yeah. guys, all the enterprises are the best. They're all great. There's a lot of awesome stuff out there, John. I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but it's awesome. Uh, so it is episode number 298, another 48 hours. Um, let me jump very quickly here to, uh, I don't know, any news or anything like that. Um, so I think if you guys are ready, we'll just jump on into the episode. So this time around, our movie is Another 48 Hours. Uh, it came out on the 8th of June, 1990, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Directed by Walter Hill, who also did The Warriors and Red Heat. Uh, producer on this one, Lawrence Gordon and Robert D. Wax, uh, who died in 2013. Gordon also produced Predator, Die Hard, and Watchmen. Uh, Wax, I don't know, is Wax or Watches? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and The Golden Child. Writers on this one. Uh, the characters were created by Roger Spottiswood, Walter Hill, Larry Gross, and Stephen E. D'Souza. Uh, also written by Eddie Murphy, John Fasano, who died in 2014, Jeb Stewart, and Larry Gross. Murphy also wrote for Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Coming to America. Fasano wrote for Universal Soldier, The Return. Stewart wrote The Fugitive and Die Hard, and Gross wrote the movie True Crime. Cinematography by Matthew F. Leonetti. He also did Commando, Dragnet, and Star Trek First Contact. Music by James Horner uh, from 2015. He died in 2015. He also did The Rocketeer, Aliens, and Braveheart. Budget for this one was $50 million. Box office was $153.5 million. Flicks, ah, let's try that again. Flick metrics. i got to be careful how I say that one because if I get tongue-tied, bad stuff happens. Uh, Flick, I'll take uh, Catherine Deneur and Charo. <laughs> anyway. Uh, combines the hit twice. Uh, no, Mr. Connery. Uh, combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd and gives a average score of 47% for this movie. Uh, Cinema Score gives this one an A minus. So apparently the people that went to the theater to see this really liked it. Eddie Murphy plays Reggie Hammond. He was in Trading Places, Coming to America, and Shrek. Nick Nolte played Jack Cates. He was in The Prince of Tides, Cape Fear, and I Love Trouble. Brian James, who died in 1999, played Ben Kehoe. He was in Blade Runner and The Fifth Element. Uh, Kevin Ty was Blake Wilson. He was in Roadhouse and Eight Men Out. Ed O'Ross was Frank, Frank Cruz. He was in Dick Tracy, Red Heat, and Lethal Weapon. David Anthony Marshall played Willie Hickok. He was in Lock Up and The Demolitionist. Andrew Divoff played Richard Cherry Gans. He was in Air Force One and Wishmaster. Uh, and then Bernie Casey, who died in 2017, played Kirkland Smith. He was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Revenge of the Nerds. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a second. You don't know what you do to me. Ah, want to kiss myself. God, and I got the feeling. Ah. One, two, three, four. It's been seven long years. Look, I got 48 hours to bring this guy in. I'm history. You want me to go out with you for another 48 hours? Now look, Reggie, this time I promise you it's gonna be different. But Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte are back. Let me tell you something. I ain't working for you. I don't like you and I don't trust you. <laughs> Welcome back, Reg. And they're making up for lost time. You got the same car? 
Same clothes. That's the way I like it. I get attached to things, Reggie. Another 48 hours. Oh, you're in trouble with the law this time. Good. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Nick Nolte. I'm driving. I was wanting a chauffeur, Reggie. Another 48 hours. Our usual first question here is, how does this movie make you feel? Bo, how do you feel? Um, like I should have watched 48 hours instead of another 48 hours. <laughs> that, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it suffers underwhelming. That's underwhelmed. That's how I feel. Okay. Underwhelmed. All right. Pat, what about you? Yeah, same thing. It, 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 it was the sequel trap. I mean, I hate to say it just seemed like uh, kind of a not super well fleshed out story. It didn't seem like the bad guy was really a super compelling bad guy. And I guess, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of, kind of a so-so movie. Okay. All right. Uh, Dennis, what about you? Uh, Going back, I mean, I started reading the kind of synopsis and, and uh, everything on because I had not seen it recently, and that's why I said I wouldn't be in as much of this. But it's it's kind of I think that points that I I think that is probably the reason why I can't remember as much about this one is because I probably agree with both of you on there. Underwhelming is a good word for it, and I think you know, like I kept thinking when I started thinking, oh yeah, I remember that movie. That was that was the first one. Uh, oh, that was a good that was the first one. You know, everything come back to the first one. There's not a whole lot from the second one that I remember. And that's why I felt like I wasn't going to be prepared for the podcast without having seen it. But it sounds like I haven't, I, there's a reason that I miss much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it's, I think, and the odd thing is, I think what I, I do remember one stat just looking up on the, what was it, Wikipedia or whatever just now or IMDb. Eddie Murray got, got Eddie Murphy got like um, 200 grand for the first one, I think. Was it like 12 million for this one? Mm-hmm. So so interesting. Like the the sequel was about the money, and the story wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. For me, for this one, it was it was very much underwhelmed. I, I think I'm gonna have to steal that one too. Um, and at, I had one point, I was kind of convinced that I had not seen Forty Eight Hours before. I had not seen this one before, but I thought I had not seen Forty Eight Hours before. I, then I watched this one because I wasn't sure I was going to have time to go back and, and try to watch 48 hours, watch this one. And then I went and started to watch 48 hours, the first one. And as I'm watching that, I'm like, no, you know what? I've, I've seen this. I've, I've seen this movie. Like I didn't think I had seen this movie, but I've seen this movie. Um, you know, I, Annette O'Toole was the first thing that kind of jogged my memory. Um, but uh, I was like, yeah, no, I've, I've seen this movie. I don't know why I would have forgotten it, but um, then and watching this one, I was just like, I'm, I'm bored. Like it's a, it's a, it's a eight. Well, I mean, it's 90, 99, ugh, 1990, but it's like, it's a eighties slash 90 buddy cop movie. And it's got Eddie Murphy in it. And I'm just, I'm bored. I'm not engaged in this movie at all. Uh, there's nothing. It, it almost is. 
and I'm starting to get into the like, you know, what do we don't like about it part of it, but um, it's almost a parody of the first movie. Like I yes. almost, there was, it seemed to me like there was a lot of stuff that was very similar to the first movie, almost too much so. And I almost in the back of my mind, I, I kept thinking, you know what, this really reminds me, um, this is like the reverse of Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Because I would see Evil Dead as being like, Evil Dead was like the college film. It was like the very low budget. And then they got handed some more money. And they're like, okay, let's take Evil Dead and let's remake it. Make it better. As Evil Dead 2. And we'll just, yeah, we'll make it, we'll make it better. And this was like the reverse. This one was like, hey, we had a, we had a, we had a pretty good movie in, you know, was it a 90 or was it 80, um, 82? Is that when 48 Hours came out? I want to say maybe it was 82. Um, so 48 Hours came out almost a decade before this one. And then I feel like you went backwards. You were just like, hey, remember how funny the first one was? Let's up the funny. <laughs> and let's just kind of let's just kind of redo the first one, but up the funny. And so I kind of felt like that's what this one was. And it almost just became a joke of itself. And it was not, I don't know. I just, I was not, I wasn't entertained. I know you brought up the Evil Dead reference, which is good because it is accurate too. I mean, I had just recently gone through those and it's like, yeah, I, but I had to get the evil. I knew I had to show the kids and get their Evil Dead first, get the Evil Dead 2. I mean, I felt like I needed to show them all. And I was like, get through this one. Yeah, this one's good, but it's not as good as the second one in Army of Darkness. And I'm like, you got to get to those. Yeah. Um, but the other comparison that I thought of when I was thinking about these movies is, is Lethal Weapon. Like to me, Lethal Weapon 2 is awesome. And then it's Lethal Weapon. And that's probably how I'd rank them at two, then one, then I think mm-hmm. three or four. But two, then one. So I felt, I felt the sequel, and it's, you know, Buddy Cop movie. And I felt two is really, really good for Lethal Weapon. And this one, it was complete opposite of that. It just flip-flopped. It was like it should never have been made. Because I'm saying right now, like, based on what you guys are saying, I was sitting there thinking, I'll still go watch another 48 Hours. Now I'm thinking I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I read the synopsis again, and I'm like, and then you guys, if you guys would have been like, oh, it was great, I'm like, all right, I'll check it out again. But right now, I don't think I'm going to like be, you know, uh, I'd rather catch up and get the next movies. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think, so I think we're actually going to do a little bit of a flip-flop here too. We've, we've kind of started with what we don't like, and, and we'll, we'll go into the other stuff here in just a minute. But um, one of the things I was thinking of was it just, when I'm watching this movie, it just, it almost gave me the sense that when I, when I say the title of this movie out loud, after having watched it, I'm just like, oh, another 48 hours. Like, that's not what they intended, I'm sure, when they made the movie. They're like, hey, it's another 48 hours. But for me, it's just like, oh, another 48 hours. And that's how I felt coming out of this movie. Like, it should it's have all been. how you say it. Right. And it, <laughs> another 48 hours. Another 48 hours. Another 48 hours. Uh, and it was just rolling eyes. Right. Right. And even, even like the Beverly Hills cop movies that, you know, they weren't good after a while that, I mean, it's Eddie Murphy. And I feel like Eddie Murphy, I should be able to watch an Eddie Murphy movie, you know, cause this is still young Eddie Murphy. And I'm like, I just am not, I'm not laughing as I should. Like, I love Eddie Murphy. I love his comedy. I love him in the Beverly Hills cop movies coming to America, like all that stuff. Um, and, and he was hilarious in the first 48 hours too. But I don't, it just in this one, I, I wasn't, I wasn't finding the comedy. I could really care less about the whole story. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, if, if, if you're out there and you hate glass, maybe this is the movie for you. 
If you just, if you have a, a complete hatred or phobia of glass and mirrors and windows, then you would love this movie. Like, you know, this is a revenge. This is a revenge movie for anything that's fragile or breakable mm-hmm. because there will be 50 million people thrown through a window or a mirror or something else at some point yeah. in this movie. That was like, to me, that was like the entertaining part of this movie. It wasn't the movie itself. It was like the, <laughs> how else can they throw somebody through a window? Yeah, Let's keep track. Cause I was trying to find some ways to keep myself engaged in the movie. And I was like, okay, I gotta watch this for the podcast. So I got to find some reason to keep watching. Um, all right, cool. They, I, ooh, maybe that was a stained glass window. He got thrown through. All right. That's fun. Well, and then the one guy gets shot and it's like by a gun and like the gunshot pushes him or pushes that. I think it was the female police officer at the beginning, like 20 feet backwards. It like mm-hmm. propels them. And then there's one time, and I mean, I hate to be this guy. It's the, it's the stereotypical thing, but I think Nick Nolte got like 10 or 11 shots out of the six shot revolver at the end. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, wait a minute, come on, go back. One, okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Wait a minute, go back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, he did. Okay, really, guys? I mean, it's like when you were playing as kids. Do you remember when you play as kids and some people were like, "Ah, I shot you, I got you." You're like, no, um, I have special armor um, yeah. that I'm wearing that is bulletproof and laserproof and. It's like, I have a special gun that is a six shooter that has 15 bullets in it. Well, you just shot 15. T- right. um, it has an extra hidden chamber with five more bullets. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it, it had too much of that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem is by the time you get to this movie, it's, it's, and, and Dennis, I'm glad you brought up the lethal weapon ones because it's by the time you get to this movie, you've had so many really good buddy cop movies that this one comes out and I'm just like, Hmm, I, I wasted whatever it was an hour and 40 some minutes of my life here. I, I would have rather just gone back and watched lethal weapon because I don't, you know, I, I don't, the relationship between Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy in the first movie, I'm like, all right, okay. That kind of works. It's, it's antagonistic, but it works for these two characters. They're not partners. They've been thrown together. They're very different people. Um, and they've been thrown together for this specific purpose in this movie. I'm like, I just, they, they were bickering the entire time. And I'm just like, you know what? The partnership between Riggs and Murtaugh is just so much more endearing. I'd rather go watch that movie. It grows. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how you could explain it. I think the connection between those two grows as the movie goes, as the sequels came with Lethal Weapon. And this one, it really just didn't go anywhere. It was just more cliche. And, and again, like, it's very unforgettable. Or forgettable, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 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 You said it. I, I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're really beyond the Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy kind of banter. There really isn't much to this. And I mean, Nick Nolte's fun to watch, you know, is, and Eddie Murphy is, I mean, Eddie Murphy was like, I think, it, I, I think he was like acting like completely over the top to try and do stuff. But I mean, it was like, he, you know, it it like there wasn't enough plot or anything to to keep everyone to keep it together. You know what I mean? That's why, like when you guys said about this movie, I was like sitting there and I kept going back and I'm going, oh, the part with the redneck bar. Yeah. Well, that's the first one. 
<laughs> but they, I know I think isn't there something in this one too yep, or something, yep. but it's not the same. Like, yeah, there's back. another bar and they yell at the bartender, but yeah, but it's not the scene. So when I typed up and looked up the redneck bar scene for another 48 hours, I'm like, this isn't the, this isn't like this wasn't five. I remember. And oh, that was that's because that was from the first one. You know, the real funny one, the good one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's almost like a movie that didn't almost exist for me, even though I know I saw it back then. Totally forgettable. He even has a line when they're in the in the bar in this one, and he's like, "Oh, you know, really, we're going to get into a bar fight? That's such a cliched thing to get into a bar fight." And I, I'm like, "Oh, so we're we're okay. So let let's break the fourth wall, pull back the curtain here, and let's just make a little commentary yeah. on our own movie about how oh, this is getting kind of ridiculous. How cliched is it? Full of cliches, yeah, right, yeah." I just looked that line too. Like, yeah, it was like one star, two stars from, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so is there, I, we've, we've talked a little bit about what did not obviously work about this movie. Is there anything about this movie that does work? Like, what did you, as you were watching it, what did you enjoy about this movie, if anything? Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy, you mm-hmm. know? But you can get that in a stand-up routine, you know? You don't need the extra stuff around it. Um his brand of comedy from this time period really works for me. Um, always has. So I feel like, I feel like that was, that was good. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Eddie Murphy kind of makes it watchable. I'll put Nick Nolte in there too, because I think the, the two of them played off of each other uh, well. And I think, you know, it was great. I'll use the, um, I'll, I'll continue that sports reference that uh, I, I did from last week. It's like they handed the ball off and you have like an all-star player and you have a guy that's great for blocking for him. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing the best they can to keep the team moving forward. But that, uh, that big sweeping run to the sideline, they just get kind of run out of bounds or like down at the line of scrimmage. Like it's like, I see where they're going. They're doing the best that they can, given the 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 the, the movie that they've you know the, the the script and the whole thing. But it's like well, maybe you, know, you get stuck in you get stuck in the sand trap, and you got to awkwardly chip your way out of that. You get stuck in the sand trap and uh, you, you end get, out. You get called for high sticking, and you know high sticking your grand slam, and it's all done. So I, that was kind of it. It just it like even despite their best efforts, you they it the movie never really like goes anywhere Mm -hmm. and it's what everyone's already kind of said there's just there's not much of a of a plot or coherent who is the bad guy what what are we trying to do in this this movie i don't even really remember except for when these three or four bad guys show up we get into a shootout yeah it's it's a there's like a corrupt cop thing going on. There's like a, yeah. a, a crime boss thing going on. There's a revenge story going on. Um, I don't even completely remember why Eddie Murphy had to be in on this other than the, that they were, some of those guys were trying to get revenge on him. I know he mm-hmm. was about to get, he was about to get out. I think his parole was up um, Yeah, and he was about to get out. But yeah, I, I don't know. There were several times as I was watching this movie, I had to stop and be like, okay, wait a minute. What, what's going on here? Like, what is the, I don't remember what the story is. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching this movie. I've been watching it for the last 20 minutes. I don't remember what the story is here. Um, yeah. That's not a good sign. And my answer for this too would be Eddie Murphy 
Like that's the only thing about this movie that even caused me to continue to hold on until the thing was done. Um, pretty much everything else about this. I am, I'm not a big Nick Nolte fan. Um, mm-hmm. I have never quite, I don't know. There's, there's other actors that kind of do some of the things that he does and, and I feel like does them better or they're, you know, more, more, I, I don't know if endearing is the right word or, or, or maybe more charming about it, but it's just, I, I just, I don't know that I care for him as an actor. Not that he's a bad actor. It's just, you know, he's, he's not my cup of tea. So, um, and, and how he ever got cast in any kind of like romantic leads and some of those movies and things like that. I have no idea. Um, mm-hmm. cause it just, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, Eddie Murphy, I, for me, that's, that's about the only thing that works for this. And he doesn't work as well as he should have in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like you guys have said, it's like Eddie Murphy's best stuff. I can go watch raw or delirious and get so much more of that. Um, I don't have to watch this movie cause it, it comes few and far between in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like his, I, we've, we've said it a couple of times and I, I pulled up the quote just to, just to see it when he's in the bar and he's like, he fires the gun up in the air and everybody kind of stops. And he's like, all right, knock this stuff off. I have been having a very bad day. I just got out of jail this morning. I've been shot at. I was on a bus that flipped over 17 times. Girl tried to stab me in the bathroom. Somebody blew up my Porsche. I am in a bad mood. Now, I usually don't jump in when somebody's getting beat down, but this man, Jack Cates, is going to help me straighten out the rest of my day. So I suggest you all back up and let us go about our business. Yeah. Like that, like that, that little like outburst. I'm like, okay, there, that's, that's the Eddie Murphy. That's the humor. That's the Eddie Murphy, like the like angry, but funny. Like, that's what I want to see. Let's have more of that. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't happen. Well, yeah. I mean, the plot wasn't even... (laughs) I mean, even when he walked back in to pick him up in the jail and he was playing basketball, like I had no feeling was, was this five minutes after the first movie ended? Was it five years after? Like I didn't get any vibe that, you know, Nick Nolte hadn't been to see him in five or six years. You know what I'm saying? Until Eddie Murphy had to just basically tell the audience that like, you don't come see me for five or six years. Like none of that was conveyed and none of the backstory was conveyed. Nothing like why didn't Nick Nolte's character come to see Eddie Murphy? Why was he sitting on the cash? He was sitting on the cash for five or six years and then gives it to him at the end. And you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that I, I think this is just one of those movies that somebody was like, Hey, uh, y'all want to make some money? Mm-hmm. Let's just, I, this was, this was big. And when the first one came out, it was big. Let's do it again. And you know, it's just, it seems to me like it was just a money grab it. The writing seems very lazy in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole thing, it just, and, and half the time it feels like it's very phoned in, um, by the actors and you know, I just, and there's a lot of stuff in here where, where I said earlier, I feel like it was kind of a caricature of the first movie is they don't do the work of developing the characters like they did in the first movie. In the first movie, from the moment you say go, you know, uh, Nick Nolte, he's, you know, even though I don't really see him as much of like a, a romantic lead or anything like that, 
he's got a girlfriend. He's got a love interest. There's a human side to all of that. In this movie, she's, I think they mentioned her once. She's like, uh, so where's she at? Uh, you know, it didn't work out. And there's yeah. no, there's no love interest for him. There's no, there's none of that. And I think that keeps his, that keeps his character very two dimensional when he doesn't mm -hmm. have anything else other than the, I got to find out who the Iceman is. I got to do this. I got to, it's all completely focused on him as the, you know, kind of washed up cop and trying to figure out this mystery. And it's just not, I don't know. It's just, it's not entertaining. It's not the, the characters are, the characters are just a, a photocopy of a photocopy of what they were in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, is there anything before we, uh, we're, we're probably about ready for our three questions here in just a minute. I don't know if we got too much else we're going to say about this one, but is there anything they could have done to make this one better? Other than I will, I won't let you answer because that would have been my default answer. Other than more Eddie Murphy, yeah. Um, what could they have done to make this movie better? They needed a more clear reason for them to be together, and the plot needed to have just a little more meat to it. Less, uh, less, just let them go, and more, you know, direction. Yeah. I don't remember the line being used in the movie, but I did hear it in the trailer just then. Uh, something about one of them says, you know, we're going to let you out for another 48 hours. We're going to spend another 48 hours together. I don't remember that line being in the movie. So maybe that was something that was cut out. Maybe it was in there, but maybe I just missed it. But that's no, the other thing too, I think is, it was cut because it's funny because they weren't letting him out for 48 hours. Weren't, right. Wasn't he getting his release this time? He, he was being released. And so it's like the movie is right. called... The movie's called Another 48 Hours, but what, like, why? Where's the, I figure if you're going to still well, call it 48 Hours, get, what's he the. He needs to get the money that Jack has of his, and Jack's only going to give him the money after he helps him with this thing because it involves people he used to know. Yeah, but is it 48 Hours? Well, I think that's the intention, whether it played yeah. off is a whole other story. Yeah. I think no is the answer to that. Right. <laughs> Right. That would have, I mean, and that might've helped me a little bit. If there was one, you know, if we're going to call it another 48 hours, then at least if the other stuff is not living up to what we would hope it would be, at least have another kind of gimmick where there's a time frame. Like why, or what is, why is this another 48 hours? What is it that's going on? You know, like I, I never really watched, I, I did a little bit here and there. Uh, my dad would watch it religiously. Um, I never really watched um, 24 from like beginning to end. But I know in like 24, there's like, there's a set reason why, you know, you got 24 hours for this. You got to, but it's, it's kind of a running theme of, well, the reason we're calling it 24 is because you got this countdown, you got 24 hours. So I don't know if, to me, if you're going to call, even though it's a sequel, if you're going to call it another 48 hours at the very least, you should have some kind of reason why something is going to take 48 hours to happen. Like, even if they're not going to fix the other problems we've had with this movie, at least throw that gimmick in there. Cause then at least you're like, Oh, okay. That's why it's called another 48 hours. That's probably a little nitpicky, but I'm like, oh, even that might've helped just a little bit. You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm just going to jump in with Bo and just say the plot. I mean, a memorable yeah. plot. I, that's why I've struggled with this movie. It's like, you know, if you ask me another 40 hours, I'll say Nick Nolte and uh, Eddie Murphy, but I have no idea what it was about where the first one I could tell you the plot. This one, I don't really remember the plot at all. So I think, yeah, just a better storyline, less cliches, and 
and just like I said, it, I think it's just a kind of money money grabbing sort of movie. Like, hey, let's do this. And he he's bigger now. He's or you know like big. And the sad thing is that when it's written by the same guys, that's the disappointing thing. Yeah. Because I don't but know. I would think if you're a writer, you're sitting there writing this and going, "This is not as good as the first one." You know. Whereas if you're somebody who didn't write it, the first one, you might be thinking, "Hey, this is really good. Maybe it's really good." But if you actually wrote the first one, which was good, which he did, the guy who wrote it, and now he's writing a second one, I would think your gut instinct would be like, "Yeah, this isn't up to par." Mm-hmm. But. Well, I think, I I, like you said, the paycheck, what was that? The paycheck helps sometimes compromise your judgment. I was going to yeah. say, maybe he was looking for a paycheck too. Well, yeah. and I think, yeah. I think, you know, like more plot, like what are you trying to sell? Like, or to sell, what are you trying to tell? What story? I mean, like, why, like, is it the guy that's, you're trying to get the money to pay off the guy's daughter or is it a revenge thing or who's the bad guy? Give us a little backstory on the bad guy. And it doesn't need to be tons. I mean, you know, a good writer will find a way to tell us everything we need to know about the bad guy in five or ten minutes. Um, you know, Die Hard had that. The, the, the first 48 Hours movie had it. Uh, Lethal Weapon has it. Just do us do something so we know who is the main bad guy and let them have a little bit more of a prevalent part as well. You know, um, is this going to be a big thing where Nick Nolte's kicked off the force and going into jail? Well, if not, then don't put that in there. Don't put that plot thread in there, you know, um, or just make him kicked off the force and okay, he's kicked off the force and he's trying to work from, um, you know, on his own. I don't know. Just like just different ideas just to get a little focus. So who, who are the, that was my thing is who are the bad guys? You know, like what, who are we trying to fight against? And I think if we would have seen some developed, developed bad guys and known who we're supposed to be going against, I think, I think that would have helped a little, just kind of bring a little coherence to the movie. I don't know. Yeah. One of the other things I noticed about this, I was going to mention before we go into our, our three questions was um, the music too. And I Hmm. know that we've, we've talked a few times about the whole James Horner thing and, you know, reusing his music and all that. but this one in particular, I was like, as, and I think it was just because I was getting frustrated with the movie. I was like, oh, come on. I was like, let's, let's pick up the pace here. Let's, let's figure something out with a better story here. Let's, and then all of a sudden, as the music is playing, I had kind of forgotten in the back of my mind that James Horner did this one. The music I'm play, is playing, I'm like, and they even stole the music from Commando. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Can't even, like, like, I'm hearing the music and I'm like in the back of my mind, like, oh man, I just, I want to pull a pat and just be like, I want to watch Commando. Like, yeah, everything no. Commando. Well, it, it was like they went down to the studio where they had, you know, did the Commando thing and stole all the steel drums, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost didn't, it almost didn't make a whole lot of sense because isn't, isn't 48 hours, isn't that San Francisco? Doesn't this take place in San Francisco? Isn't that the city that they're in? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, Commando, when you've got the, like, you've got some of the, like, tropical stuff and things like that. I'm like, okay, the steel drums make sense. I'm not sure the steel drums make sense in San Francisco. Yeah. But, you know, I, it, that's just me being kind of nitpicky at this point. But I think I, I was I, just getting frustrated with things. So I was like, as as the music is playing, I was like, man, that's another movie that's a lot better than this. And I just want to go watch. Yeah. I've heard they cut a lot out of this movie, too. I heard, I read somewhere that like, and there were guys that like said, 
dude, like all my lines got cut, mm-hmm. you know, and it's maybe that would have helped fill in some of these gaps. I don't yeah. know. I feel like there was at least half an hour, like 40 minutes that was cut out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Rather significant amount of time. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about this one before we jump into the three questions? I, I mean, I feel bad if I'm just like taking a like totally, you know, lambast in the movie. I mean, it was, uh, there's been other stuff that I've watched that's, that's been worse. I mean, it's kind of, if you like watching Eddie Murphy and it's on, I don't think you need to like turn it off, but just yeah. know what you're, know what you're getting into. Right. That it doesn't have the same magic as the first one. If if you want to watch something better, go watch 48 Hours or go watch Beverly Hills Cop or pretty pretty much any one of those. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. God have mercy on our souls for watching this movie. Okay. Um, Another 48 hours. Our three questions this time around. Another three questions. Uh, Number one, what is your favorite movie that features a jail or prison? I can start us off with this one. I had, oh, and I did, uh, I did survey the family. So I do have some answers from uh, the family here on this one. So I'll share those in just a moment too. Um, I started kind of a brainstorm list of the movies I could think of that I really like that have some kind of a jail or prison in them. And, um, I think the one I'm going to go with is because I have I, so many people give me a hard time. And we used to have uh, another co-host that used to be on the podcast with us. Jason has always given me a hard time for liking this movie. Um, I'm going to go with Alien 3. That, that's, I'm going to pick that one because it, it has the whole prison planet thing. And I had some other ones. I'm, I'm not going to list them off just in case any of you guys have them on your list. But um, once you go through yours, then I'll... I'll say whether or not I had him on mine, but so the one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with alien three for my uh, movie that features a prison or a jail. I'm going with great escape. One of my favorite movies, if not favorite movies, I'm going to, uh, I kind of figured you would. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take great escape. You said the count of Monte Cristo. That was, that was definitely very high up on my list. Cool hand Luke. There. There. All right. Another good one. You can't, you can't get too far away from a... You're going to go there. Great escape. You can't get too far away from a prison movie conversation and not mention uh, The Rock. Stalag mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. Mm, very yeah. nice. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank, yeah. Mm-hmm. Con Air. Yeah. Raising yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. What we're trying to say is the institution no longer had anything to offer us. <laughs> right. We were, uh, since my wife had been choosing uh, last week, every one of her responses was basically John Travolta. I thought face off would be a good one for this one. Uh-huh, there you go. At the prison with all the, with the magnetic boots. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also had uh, on, on my short list of, of ones that I almost put in was uh, Escape from New York. Mm. Uh, also had Demolition Man. Mm. Just because I feel like lately I, I feel like we need to have a mention of Demolition Man in every episode of the podcast. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like it has lately. Um, I did also have Count of Monte Cristo on mine, too. And then uh, one of the other ones I threw in, just because I remember watching this movie and thinking that's a cool way to do a prison, is um, uh, Magneto's prison cell at the end of X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Remember that's pretty cool. Like the plastic, the plastic prison room. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so Nora chose uh, Nora's choice for this one was uh, the TV show The Flash. She enjoys that all of the uh, all the characters are kind of locked up in the bottom of the particle accelerator, and it keeps right. them from being able to like get out and use their powers and everything else. Um, Very cool. And John Ezra chose the um, uh, Star Wars. He chose the uh, cell block in Star Wars. All right. All right. We're all, we're all fine here. Thanks. Nope, we're all fine here. No, thanks. How are you? Um, I, by the way, I'm still mad at Navy SEALs for trying to use the line from we're going to have company. I, I'm still, I can I'm understand still that. not happy with that movie for doing that. I um, can understand that. Number two, what movie that does not currently have one is most deserving of a sequel? Dennis is, I can, I can tell Dennis is agonizing over this one. Just, just the look on his face. You're, you're muted, Dennis, if you want to. <laughs> Can't hear you. There they you want you to say grace. <laughs> a blessing. A blessing. Well, see, I didn't think I was going to be on the, the another forty-eight hours one, so I didn't really pay much attention to that question. So it's like I'm I'm stumped. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go last. I'm going to defer right now. Stuff bounce around my brain. Okay. All right. I've got an answer that I want to blow the internet up with, and then I've got another answer, <clears throat> and then. I'm... Okay. Driven can, can, can I can I blow up the internet? Are you guys okay with that? Driven driven Hello? to electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, what was that? Is it driven to electric boogaloo? Driven driven to? Yeah. I. Oh, I I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. There wasn't a first one of that one, was there? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what. I don't know any what you're talking about, John. Okay. Okay. You don't talk about the, We don't talk about that movie, John. Dri- um, driven driven to drivener. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> do i know how to drive yeah i'll drive you crazy um so i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this man i want to see a, i want to see a sequel to the uh to the ghostbusters movie that came out a couple of years ago with the uh all-female cast i thought they were funny i would love and, to see uh, that. i want to see it and uh i i'd, I'd love to see them somehow tie the two worlds together or expand it and all that kind of stuff and i kind of like you know I thought, I thought I, I, I was not shy about saying that I think a lot of the reaction to that movie just was like completely over the top from, hey, you know what, it's not my thing or, you know, I don't like the direction. Hey, leave me with the original. And there was so much other stuff. So I kind of don't mind just kind of sticking my thumb in the, the eye of that and blowing up the internet and saying, I'd love to see a sequel of, uh, of that Ghostbusters. Like, give them a chance to build that up a little bit. and. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really funny comedians. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. So, oh, I would anyway. love to. I, I would love to have seen a sequel to that one, and I, because that's and, and I know we've talked about this before. There is nothing that says you can't have a sequel to that movie, and then also do some kind of like a Ghostbusters three or whatever you know this next yeah. one that was coming out this summer was going to be. Yeah, you can do all of those. Like they, it's, you're perfectly capable. 
And if nobody wants to see it, they won't come see it. But yeah. feel free to make it. Yeah. But Pat, that's not how the internet works. If it's not my cup of tea, it can't be yours either. I know, man. You must I hate. Know. It's it's the two minutes of hate. We we must all hate, Pat. Yeah, I know. Join, join us. Hate with us. I I know. No. Here's the thing about this question, though. <laughs> Pat, isn't it such a tough question? To... <laughs> I'm laughing. Right? It's because there's so many movies that you're like. They're so darn good that you'd like to have a sequel, but the fear is if there's a sequel and it doesn't live up to it, it's like, why did you make the damn sequel? So it's a really tough, it's a tough question. Uh Um, One that came to mind. Okay. So, so pretend if, pretend if they make the sequel, pretend if they make the sequel, it will be excellent. That might not be on most people's radar. I'm going to go with one that left me going inception. I'm going to go with inception. Damn, tap at the end. I I, I want a sequel. <laughs> Did the top? Okay, spoilers yeah, for Inception. Well, warning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just you know, for for the listening audience, listening live. So did the top fall over or not? Well, I want a sequel. No, I, I think it did. Didn't they have a? It <laughs> wasn't that called Interstellar. <laughs> did fall. And I liked I, I I say that, but hey, I like another one that I did. Like there's there's, there's, there's two other ones that I've been kind of wrestling with of answering, and one you mentioned earlier, and that was Beetlejuice. I would have liked to see a second Beetlejuice, I think, because um, I think you could still go with that. Yeah, I don't think there's there could be something that happens, and you know, like like he's in the house. I think Beetlejuice would work. And then a long one that one of our first podcasts, I think, or one of the or at least way back then, and um, I said it'd be interesting to see follow-up to breakfast club what does happen the next day the next mm-hmm. week when they mm-hmm. go back to school kind of interesting to see brunch club mm-hmm. so there you go i'm done <laughs> yeah for now prison movie i'm throwing one more in <laughs> green mile green mile real quick came to mind mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Escape from Alcatraz. Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. Sorry. Sorry. Is this why we're supposed to do our homework ahead of time, John? And really, like. Not if you're Pat. Like, Pat, a lot of times, will I, he'll think about it ahead of time, but then we'll get to this moment and he'll be like, I don't know. I For three days, I've been like racking <laughs> my brain and I just can't. I love them all. I just, so, you know, it, it helps, but no, not really. Frankly, Captain, I think you gave me too much time. <laughs> The, the obvious answer for me is going to be The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have loved to have seen a sequel to The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that they've been looking at making one. I I would have loved to have seen one way back when. Like, I would have yeah. loved for that have to have turned into some kind of like an Indiana Jones type franchise because I think there's plenty of stuff that they could have done with it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I've read some of the comics that have come out over the years. Those different comics, they're you could take those and you could adapt those into a movie and it would be great. And it's got all the same like thirties and forties pulp stories um, that you could, you know, throw them into and, and, you know, all kinds of good stuff. So that would have been my first answer. I do have a couple of other ones that I, you know, I thought it'd be interesting at some point to have seen a sequel to labyrinth. Um, You know, I thought there's, you know, plenty that you could do with that. You could do some kind of a sequel to that. They actually did do a, a comic book that was a prequel to it which was actually pretty good so if they ever wanted to kind of go back and, and do that they totally could the one that might be a little controversial that i almost 
you know, if, if Rocketeer wasn't at the very top of my list, the one that I really would love to see, even today, I would still love to see a sequel to that a lot of people didn't seem to like. Pat, I think it was a similar, along similar lines to, well, I just, I hate it because it's, it's not, you know, it's not what I wanted. It's not what it should have been. I would love to see a sequel to the uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Yeah. I, I, that I was on my to, list for sure. I, I wanted to see them make at least one or two more of those movies. I just, I wanted to see more of, I love, I love that movie. Like that's, I'm not going to go through and rank my Star Wars movies right now because that would take another three hours. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I that movie, I have a lot of fun watching that movie. And I, I remember but, uh, going back uh, last year, I remember going back and we were watching through all of the Star Wars movies in order, in kind of, uh, you know, story order. And I remember getting to that one and it had been a while since I'd seen it. And I was like, you know, it's, I'm going to watch it. And in the back of my mind, I'm going to remember how a lot of people hated it. And they said, it's a bad movie. And I, and I remember watching it going, no, you know what? This is actually one of the most fun star Wars movies that yeah. exists. Like I have a lot of fun watching this movie and I would love for there to be another one. There's probably not going to be, but I thought the guy did a great job as Han Solo. I would love to see another one. So um, if Rocketeer wasn't on my list, I would have definitely said Solo. Yeah. Yeah, Solo's good. And honestly, I mean, I, I just... I, everyone can like their what they like and all that, but sometimes I think that like the Star Wars, the dyed-in-the-wool Star Wars faithful, the only one they really liked was Empire Strikes Back. I think that's it. Because they got problems with Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. And then maybe they like the original Star Wars too, but there were problems with that. And they like, don't like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, so they're kind of iffy on that. And they don't like the prequels, and they don't like the sequels, and they don't like the this and that and the other thing. Well, I, and, and what a lot of people forget is that in 1980, there were a lot of people that didn't like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. So, really, like it's, it's still, it still made a lot of money, but there were a lot of people that were like, wait a minute, that's not like the Star Wars movie I remember loving three years ago. Bo, what's your sequel? History of the World Part One. Oh, oh nice. 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 That one's good. Nobody I, went with Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money? I have that on the list oh, also. You, I was just going to say, I also have that. I also have Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, Dune. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Coming to America. Nice. What oh, yeah. happened after they go back to Zamunda? Well, you know, forever. You know you're you know you're getting a sequel yeah, to that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Supposedly, supposedly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, so Sharon said, I'm not sure that John gave me one. Sharon said that she would have chosen Cold Mountain. She really liked that book, um, and really liked the movie. So she said that one. Um, she would just like to see the you know the the characters that are that remain at the end of that movie continue on and see another story. Um, Is there a second book or no? No, he wrote other books, but not not sequels. Yeah. Nothing related to no. it. Uh, and Nora, actually, her answer was on my list, too. We had actually just watched this a few weeks ago, and she really enjoyed this movie. And I, same thing. It was another one that did not do well um, for various reasons. But I really like this movie. The kids really liked it when we watched it, um, you know, just a few weeks ago. Nora chose John Carter. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I, I really, like, that's that one is up there with like count of Monte Cristo for me and you know, some of the other ones, but that's, that's another one that I would love to have seen a sequel made to that one too. I, I could see, I could see, I could see sequels. So the other one I thought of was point break. 
I'd love to see another point break type thing. Point breaker. Point breaker. Mm-hmm. Point breakation. Yeah. More Bodie. Like that Patrick Swayze was just great in it. Keanu and I don't know. That one would have been would have been fun. Point break to the rec the quickening. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Like your original three. thought, point break to the reckoning. There you go. Yeah, the reckoning. Yeah. Um, all right. Question number three: What is your favorite Eddie Murphy SNL skit? And this one, I could I couldn't ask the kid. I couldn't ask the kids because the kids had not really seen any Eddie Murphy SNL. I did really? show them. I yeah, I, I showed them one or two um, <laughs> uh, skits of the Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood because that was Sharon's pick right away. Yeah. So I, I did have to show them one or two of those clips. Buckwheat. That was mine. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Once yeah. Buckwheat sings a song, it's eternally his. Uh, it's <laughs> high. Fee times a matey. <laughs> yes, all the hits are here. <laughs> Wookin' Penub. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, whoever answered first and then once they answer, I've got my backups. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the the, the James Little Richard Simmons. Nice. Mm-hmm. There's that one. James, mm-hmm. the, the Little Richard hot tub party. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, James, uh, James Brown hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah. Hot tub. That's hot tub. awesome. That's awesome. The Gumby when he did Gumby that was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm Gumby. <laughs> Yeah, My name is not the gum. It's Gumby. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then also when he does the undercover thing and uh, you know, he, he like dress up like a white person and goes undercover yes. in a day. Yeah. I, white, I white, uh, was it white like me? I think it was the segment. Yeah. yeah. That one. Uh, I, I always find that, uh, you know, that's, it's good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. You know, if you'd like a bank loan and, and, and you know what, pay it back or don't, we don't care. <laughs> I know. I know. I do also enjoy. I, I can't really quote too much of it, but I do enjoy a good Velvet Jones skit. Yeah, Velvet <laughs> Jones is pretty funny. From my new book, Stevie Wonder and uh, Frank Wonder. Sinatra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, after the last couple of weeks, that with these with these three questions, all I'm going to do right now after this recording is done is go pull up the best of Eddie Murphy YouTube clips and make make some pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, pasta. What was that, Dennis? I said there's one. I just literally Googled it, and it uh, comes up with pretty much all the skits we mentioned. Yeah. Um, White Like Me. Yeah, that was, that was the name of that one. Buckley Gumby. And they have the clips right there for you to watch. Little Richard Simmons. James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub Party. Dion. I don't remember that. Oh, wait. Was that the... Yeah, that was the... Was that the hairdresser? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Um... Raheem Abdul Muhammad and Tyrone Green, a recurring weekend update guest. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black video frustration with white America with a smile. Um, is prison poet Tyson Green? <laughs> I don't know. Those tough to look. I don't completely. I, mean, I vaguely remember. J, John David Stuth. Um, multi breaking news parody of Buckwheat being shot. Oh, yeah. Well, it was Buckwheat, but it was the one where he gets shot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm Hi, shot. Green. <laughs> replaying it over and over. I do remember that was a good one. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for episode number 298, another 48 hours. Uh, the verdict after this one is um, go to YouTube and watch a bunch of Eddie Murphy skits from SNL. I think that might be uh, might be a slightly better use of time is what we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And prison movies. And, and prison movies. Sure. And sequels. And it, pretty much anything other than this. But yeah. Just not this sequel. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Dennis. Yep. Thank you, John. All right. So we're going to be back here next time. Next week will be the final episode for our comedy theme for the month, uh, 299 Arachnophobia. And then after that, episode number 300. So if you want to find out more about 300 and what we're doing for that one, um, check out our posts on social media at 30 Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those different places. Uh, feel free to call in if you want to leave in uh, some of your own answers for that one, and we'll respond to them on the show. And then, um, yeah, so Arachnophobia coming up next week, 300 coming up after that one. And uh, I think we're all working out. We're all getting um, getting the uh, the 300 workout from the movie so that we can do maybe a video podcast, and, and we'll do it shirtless. Bo, that's the same look you gave me last time I said that. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you all back here next week for Arachnophobia. So everybody be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and we'll see you back here next time.